The Winnipeg Jets have a busy schedule coming up, and with about 19 or so games remaining on the schedule, the Jets are going to be fighting an uphill battle to make the playoffs a firm reality. We'll dive into what it's going to take the Jets, some adjustments they are going to need to make, and maybe some updates on how Brad Lambert is doing in the WHL, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Like I said at the top of this episode... I think we want to take a look at Winnipeg's upcoming schedule and how the Jets are going to uh, not only make the playoffs, but survive them. I think we've seen that the Jets recently have had trouble scoring. That is kind of uh, a bit of an issue that the Jets have yet to solve. And I think the additions of Nino Niederreiter and Vladislav Nemesnikov will go some way to making this team uh, decently better in certain areas, but probably not the kind of finishing talent you were looking for if you're talking about really fixing what ails this team. Uh, right now, we've seen maybe some poor fortune, poor finish, <coughs> finishing talent, and certainly a lack of scoring depth in the bottom six. But of course, uh, you know, the trade deadline's coming past. We can't really, um, I guess, cry over spilt milk. So instead, it's time to look forward at least and figure out, okay, Well, with the Jets now facing a pretty difficult schedule, how are they going to navigate this? So thankfully, the first opponent this week is going to be relatively easier uh, because after that, it definitely gets considerably more challenging. Uh, The Jets are going to be welcoming in the San Jose Sharks this evening. Not exactly a juggernaut opponent, but certainly not a team that I think the Jets should take lightly. I mean, we've seen Winnipeg kind of stick it up against everyone. Now, I will say after a rather eventful past couple of games where the Jets went from scoring like no goals to scoring all the goals, I would expect the Jets to win this game against the Sharks. I know I've said this before against weak opponents and the Jets ended up losing, but I feel like Winnipeg with a a team of Meyerless Sharks team, a squad that is definitely lacking scoring depth in even worse areas, the Jets really should be taking care of business. If you can't beat the Sharks at home, I mean, what are we even doing here at this point, right? So I think Winnipeg, with the resurgence in offense, will certainly look to uh, bag two points. And it's really important because at this point, you know, Winnipeg is just trying to stay ahead of the second wild card spot. I think we all know that the Jets have kind of blown their hold on the second place spot in the Central Division. We're not even talking about uh, winning the division anymore, just looking more towards well, <laughs> I guess climbing back into the top three for seeding purposes, because right now the Jets are basically slated to play like the Colorado Avalanche, which that is not a favorable matchup in the least. Uh, let's be real. If, if the Jets face the Avs in round one, 
Winnipeg's probably going to have a pretty short playoffs. Much as I would love the Jets to really impress us and surprise us, yeah, uh, Winnipeg not going to make it through a seven-game series without like extraordinary fortune from Connor Hellebuck. Um, and look, that's just not something that I think you really want to bank on. Against some opponents, it might be okay. Against the Avs, not really a bet that I want to put money on. It'd be amazing if the Jets were able to pull it off, but you know, real, realistically, Winnipeg kind of slipping to this point is the exact scenario I really wanted the Jets to avoid, and now they're going to have to fight to scrap all the way back into the top three to avoid facing first-round Colorado. That's just not a matchup that I think favors uh, really anyone in the West. Even the Knights would have a lot of trouble, so let's hope the Jets can avoid that. Um Wednesday, you know, Winnipeg is going to be facing off against the Minnesota Wild, one of the teams that they are directly pursuing for the Central Division uh, top three seeding. This is a a Wild team recently that's been doing a lot better, thanks to Gustafson and Nett and uh, Kirill Kaprizov doing his thing. Minnesota didn't really have a particularly active trade deadline. In fact, I'd say theirs was probably worse than what the Jets did. They did get a pretty nice haul for Jordan Greenway, so I guess that sort of balances out the fact that they didn't really acquire too many players that I think really move the needle for them. But this wild team's still a pain in the butt. Last couple of times the Jets have faced them, things haven't exactly gone according to plan. So uh, Winnipeg really needs to win this game. I don't want to say every game from here on out is a must win, but this feels kind of close to it just because of the standings implications, where the Jets are right now, and how much of the Central still remains in the balance to be decided. You know, I I said the Jets have kind of lost their hold, but they still can control their own destiny with, you know, a a number of wins here, some good performances. It's not like the Stars and some of these other teams are doing particularly well. I think the Jets could take advantage of a lull for some of these teams and try and claw back into that top three seeding. Like I said, you really want to avoid being in the wild cards because either one of the Knights or the Avs for the Jets would be really, really bad in that first round. Uh, it would be a very short playoff stay. I, I don't even know if it would go the full seven games. Winnipeg definitely wants to make sure that they are not in those spots here at the end of the season. But, you know, Winnipeg doesn't really control that as much. Uh, they're going to have to try and win as many games as they can and also hope that their, uh, you know, competing rivals end up also losing some games here and there and dropping points. But with Winnipeg struggling recently, Yeah, it's a bit of a toss-up, right? Uh, But, you know, the the next game is going to be really funny because we face the Florida Panthers again on Saturday. Yeah, Um, the Panthers, not having a good season. Paul Maurice went to Florida and probably wishes he did not resign from Winnipeg because it's not been any easier for a team that was supposed to be competing for realistically a cup this year, and instead they look like they're struggling to even make the playoffs whatsoever. So, I imagine Paul probably won't have much longer with this Panthers team. I think um, despite not everything being on his shoulders, Florida is not going to sit around and be happy with the performance of that team. I suspect Maurice will not be lasting past the season. But after that, of course, the Jets schedule is going to get considerably harder for the next couple of games. We'll dive into those Eastern Conference opponents and how the Jets might be able to salvage at least one or two points out of those games in just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost for my immune system, 
something to get my daily routines going, and a product that is affordable and convenient. If you're wondering what AG1 is, it's a single delicious scoop that gives you 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to kickstart your immune system. It's lifestyle-friendly for all of those with keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, and gluten-free dietary restrictions, contains less than one gram of sugar, and does not contain GMOs, nasty chemicals, or weirdo stuff that you're not really into because we all want the most natural, healthiest ingredients possible. It costs less than $3 a day, which is a lot cheaper than your daily cold brew habit. And, you know, don't just just take my word for it. Athletic Greens is backed by over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes, trainers, and fitness enthusiasts just like you. So if you're ready to get started, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. They need for a million different vitamins and pills to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Uh, we are taking a look at Winnipeg's upcoming schedule for the next couple of days, trying to figure out, you know, realistically, are the Jets uh, able to scratch out a few wins here? Because, yeah, they finally ended a five-game winless streak over the weekend against the Oilers, but things are about to get considerably harder against opponents that, quite frankly, have taken the Jets to the cleaner over their past two matchups. Uh, but first off, we, we talked about the Sharks, the Wild, and the Panthers. Then they're going to face the Lightning, the Hurricanes, and the Bruins. If I'm being honest, and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I'm looking at like maybe two or three points max here. Um, Tampa Bay, I think, is probably the most winnable of these three opponents. The Lightning were a team the Jets were able to beat a couple of months ago. But at this stage, I mean, Tampa, I, I don't know where they are at this rate. This is still a really strong team, but it seems like John Cooper recently has had to bench some of their star players, hasn't really been happy with the team's performance. Um, Yeah, I mean, Tampa, I think they'll be pretty pissed off. It's going to be a road game, too, so that's going to be really difficult, and it's going to be the second half of a back-to-back after just playing the Panthers. I know the Panthers might not be the most difficult opponent right now thanks to uh, some leakier goaltending, but the Jets... I mean, they're going to be facing off against Vasilevsky and a pretty stacked Lightning roster that is eager for a win and eager to right the ship after a couple of weeks of some recent struggles. So really tough game. Um, it'd be amazing if the Jets were able to scratch out at least a point or two. Uh, I'm not asking for a win, but it would be nice, especially because the next game on Tuesday will be the Carolina Hurricanes. This Canes team, I mean, what can you say about them? They're a wagon. They may not have every single elite goal scorer out there uh, on their roster, but what they do have is a really deep, really talented play-controlling team that's going to throttle the Jets if Winnipeg isn't careful. Uh, the additions of Shane Gostas Bear has been apparently decently uh, impactful. He actually scored and assisted on a couple of goals this evening. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would love for the Jets to at least get one of these two games uh, a win, I guess, but... I'm not really expecting much, if I'm being honest. 
I'm trying not to be pessimistic, but I mean, look, the Eastern Conference is just way better than the West. The Jets have struggled against the West. I can't imagine that, you know, they're they're not so great record against the East. It's going to see a sudden jump here. I mean, Winnipeg has struggled to score until the past couple of games. I don't think it's going to be as easy to find goals against some of these top teams out East, um, especially with so many road games and the Jets not exactly having the best performances out there recently. The Jets will come back home for a game uh, on the following Thursday on the 16th. They're going to be facing off against the Bruins. Uh, Boston, man. I mean, one of the best teams we've ever seen. I I know that Boston at times has been a little bit, you know, aided and assisted by its goaltending, but let's be real. This team has like less than, what, 10 regulation losses or something this year. One of the most insane records, one of the most insane single-season performances I've ever been alive to see. This Bruins team somehow got even better during the trade deadline. I don't know how that's possible, but they got better. (laughs) Um, So I guess if you're an Eastern Conference team, you know, you probably just made a couple of trades and threw in the towel and said, that's it, because there's no way you're getting past Boston if you have to meet them. I say all this, and of course, the playoffs are always really weird and really random, so there's a chance that... Boston somehow exits in the first couple of rounds. Not going to put money on that one, though. I think this Bruins team is built to last. I think if they're going going for glory for one last time, this is about as good of a roster as you're ever going to see. Amazing team, amazing performance. Really wish it was somebody else other than Boston because I'm tired of New England sports being good, but that's a personal rant. Maybe some of you are Pats fans. I am sorry for you. Uh, <laughs> I hate the Pats a lot. Um, as a Ravens fan, you know, certainly one of the banes of our existence recently. But the Bruins, at least, uh, very interesting that they've cashed in all of their chips. Very tough game for the Jets and should be a fun one. Last time the Jets played the Bruins, it was very close. Winnipeg only lost on the last second mistake. This time, you know, maybe the Jets will have something to show for it. Um, I don't know. It'd be nice to get a point out of this one or even a win. I think it would do a lot for the morale of the team and certainly for the fan base. We've all kind of been a little bit angsty recently, if we're being honest. Uh, the trade deadline was not exactly the happiest of times, um, and I'm sure a lot of us could use a little bit of good news to make us a little bit happier and less anti-front office. But uh, speaking of good news, actually, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Brad Lambert because he's been lighting the uh, the WHL pretty, pretty consistently here, finally starting to find his footing. Seems like he is enjoying playing in North America now. And I want to kind of talk about his future with the team because it seems like with the Jets not really investing a lot of draft capital and assets at the trade deadline, that they're thinking about the future of the team. So we should too. Before we go any further, though, I want to shout out our friends and partners at Built.com. Those of you who have heard me talk about Built's products know that I'm personally a big fan of the Built Bar. It's the only protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. It comes in tons of great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Uh, A personal favorite of mine is raspberry dark chocolate. Very simple, very straightforward, but very tasty. And best of all, Built Bars are fantastic for you. They clock in at around 130 calories. They contain around 14 to 17 grams of protein and 4 to 5 grams of sugar. So if you're looking for something that really is a candy bar without any of the guilt, Built Bars are a great substitute, perfect for pre-workouts, maybe a kickstart to your day instead of like a, you know, sugary cereal or something. Maybe just an afternoon snack for a pick-me-up that, again, isn't calorically intense 
No matter what you want out of it, you can also find great flavors and choices at Built.com where you can customize your own variety box or go in-store to pick up some of their most popular flavors in a couple of variety boxes from Sam's Club and Walmart. I guarantee you, if you give a tr- uh, if you give Built Bar a try, you won't regret it. Let me know how you find it and uh, tell me what your favorite flavor is at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. We are uh, just wrapping up really quickly talking about some fun stuff. Brad Lambert, uh, I think for a lot of Jets fans, has probably been one of the few highlights of the past season. I mean, the start of this year was really fun for Winnipeg. Things have kind of tailed off. So we're looking for like really good news from somewhere. I guess if you're looking for something really fun and exciting, Brad Lambert seems to be one of the most uh, talked about prospects for the Jets. He's got 27 points in 18 games since joining the Seattle Thunderbirds. He's been lighting it up with Dylan Genther. Yeah, uh, (laughs) this Thunderbirds team, man, just shut it down. They're going to win the championship. This team is unbelievably stacked. Uh, Unless Bedard somehow, you know, rips apart, I guess, playoff opponents. But um, I'm not actually sure what their what their what his team's like status is in terms of the CHO. I haven't been following the league that closely. uh, So me talking about the Seattle Thunderbirds, like they're going to win it all. is just me kind of joking around. But maybe they actually will. Maybe this team's going to be a wagon. All that to say, Brad Lambert has finally started finding his footing in North America, which is really good. I think, you know, playing at the pro level at first was a little bit much you can tell that some of the scatterbrain decisions, some of the lack of confidence, and just the relative youth and inexperience definitely held him back a bit. You go to the Thunderbirds, a lot more of a supportive environment, a lot more to where his game is at right now, and it seems like the quality of competition is a little bit easier for him to sort of grow and work against. Uh, 27 points, though, in 18 games. Yeah, I think Brad's back. I think he's ready to go. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when his junior season ends. Uh, not because he's going to come to the Jets or anything, but maybe he gets a look. I don't know. I, I wouldn't really bet on it. I think Brad still has a lot of work to do to develop at the pro levels, but we're seeing more and more of his game really starting to blossom. And I think for me, it seems like the Jets are kind of making him part of the next core. The fact that they weren't really willing to spend for Timo Meyer tells me that guys like Lucius, McGrory, uh, Lambert, and then not spending towards the cap with the the trade deadline stuff, it really feels like Winnipeg is thinking about that next iteration of this team, which I get to a point. I guess I'm slightly disappointed because I feel like this team still has a lot to offer with the right acquisitions and trades. Maybe next season they kind of go all in. Maybe they were just freaked out by seeing the East basically going to town uh, in an arms race that you know, realistically, only one team is going to emerge out of that conference. So it's like, what are you really spending for? So I, I I get that thinking, I guess, to a point. But looking so far ahead already with this team just feels like it's overlooking what Winnipeg already has. But that said, I am excited about Winnipeg's prospects down the road. I think the Jets have drafted some really big, really cool players. Uh, Lambert is, of course, one of my most favorite prospects, somebody that I was banging my desk when he was available. I still didn't think the Jets were going to draft him, but they did. I think that's going to be to their benefit. Still one of the most talented wingers, um, you know, playing junior hockey right now. Lucius, another player who unfortunately had a season end prematurely, but was already lighting the CHL up and doing pretty decently for the Moose, even though 
he had some struggles playing at the pro levels. Uh, of course, Declan Chisholm still carving it up, even though he definitely has um, some stuff to work with, like the defensive side of his game. I think that is still very much a work in progress. But yeah, I mean, McCrory, he's, you know, tearing it up with Michigan, doing pretty well. So the Jets prospects overall, I mean, I mean, again, the future is looking bright and all. It's just, man, did I really hope for something a little more this year? But maybe the Jets still have enough to go on a deep run. Let's just hope that Hellebuck can kind of carry this team through because most likely that's who it's going to have to fall to over the next few weeks. But let me know how you're feeling about the prospects in the future state of this team. Drop your thoughts and feelings about Lambert or something else in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, and every result with uh, Locked On Game-to-Game covering every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked on NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm your host, Harrison Lee. Thanks so much for, so, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.